director of the Martin Boyd Christian Home, and we've been a, a longtime supporter of that effort. Uh, we've had several of our members who have been residents over at Martin Boyd, and we appreciate the good work that they've done. And uh, we're thankful to Steve for allowing us to be a small part of what they're what they're doing over there. We're thankful we're able to, uh, like we did today, go and uh, hold a, a worship service with uh, the the residents over there, and we do that also on Wednesdays at at three o'clock, and uh, we'll be doing that the rest of this month of May. But we are thankful they're here. Now, Brother Steve is going to come, and he's going to explain to us what's going on over at Martin Boyd. He may talk about some ways in which we can help, and uh, we're thankful that he is uh, here with us tonight. Come speak to us, Brother. Good evening. Uh, I appreciate you guys giving me the opportunity to come out and speak tonight uh, about Martin Boyd. I might do a little walking around in front of the screen in a few minutes. If I do, I'll speak up. Uh, generally, I can. Uh, I got a loud voice anyway. That's what my wife tells me. Thank you. I know. Um, Many of you guys um, have been around for a while and probably was instrumental in helping with the uh, beginnings of Martin Boyd, but uh, I wanted to start this presentation by giving a little bit of history about Martin Boyd. When I got the opportunity to go out there as executive director, um, and I started the process of putting in for that position, I said, I know about Martin Boyd, but what do I really know about Martin Boyd? And... Uh, I started doing a little research and what I found out that Martin Boyd's provided a great service to this community and more specifically to members of the Lord's Church. Um, so as I go forward, I want to give a little history about Martin Boyd. That's the Francis Willard Home for Girls. That was given to Central Congregation back in April of 77. Um, it was uh, given to them to establish a home for the elderly here in the Chattanooga area. Uh, it was located on Lindsay Street, and then uh, that same, well, the next year, uh, they teamed up with uh, Greater Christian Services here in Chattanooga, Great Chattanooga Christian Services here, I guess that's what it's called now, uh, to start the effort to build the home that exists today. Um, in the beginning, Central uh, had Arch Trimble appointed to a 22-man committee to plan this work. So it was from all the area congregations to plan this work, and I thought that was interesting because it, it was a team effort from this community. <clears throat> also in 79, uh, they decided to make it a non-profit uh, home for the elderly. Uh, Central provided 300000 in funding. Part of that was from the sale of this home. Um, and then they bought the property where we're located now from Dr. Gass and his wife. And then um, something else that I thought was very um, very important to point out, Arch Trim many of you may know Arch Trimble and Jim Raines. Uh, those two gentlemen helped secure the funding. The local congregations raised approximately $1 million, and then Jim and Arch signed a personal guarantee for a note for an additional $1 million. And I, I, broke, I cut my teeth on this presentation at our congregation. I said, you know, back in those days, a $1 million was a lot of money. Well, I, I'm going to tell you today, a $1 million is worth a lot of money. But... Uh, you know, the dollar went a lot further back then. 
So you can imagine, if, uh, if this thing wouldn't have come to fruition and been successful, those gentlemen were on the hook for that personal guarantee of that, of that debt service. So uh, I say all that to say this. There was a lot of men back then that envisioned this, put a lot of time and effort, a lot of their money into it, and then a lot of their personal guarantee in seeing it come to fruition. And this, uh, again, Martin Boyd has helped um, this community by and large and also helped many members of the church throughout the years. Um, I put this in there because I get asked a lot of times, where did the name Martin Boyd come from, Steve? Well, Martin came from Myrtle Martin. She was a lady here in Chattanooga area. Some of you might have known her. She cared for hundreds of women, from what I understand, hundreds of widows that needed care through, throughout the Chattanooga area. So she provided that care personally. Uh, and I thought it was great what she talked about earlier as far as caring for the widows because uh, Myrtle went out and cared for a lot of women from what I understand, the research that I can find about Myrtle. And then the other one was David Boyd. Many of y'all might know David. He's, he's passed away. He passed away shortly after Martin Boyd was opened up. David, uh, from what I understand, put tons of time in the organization, the fundraising, the development, the architectural plans, everything, permits, you name it. He was instrumental in keeping this thing going and keeping everybody on point. So, uh, that's why they chose to, uh, to name that. Another thing I would like to share with you all, uh, Martin Boyd is governed by 14 board of directors. They are all, they are all members of the church, um, and a lot, of those, a lot of those guys are either deacons or elders of a congregation. Uh, so we're blessed to be governed by members of the church. We're blessed to be a nonprofit. We're blessed to be a Christian organization because it really helps in what we do. Um, one thing uh, I wanted to talk about is when, we, when it opened up in 1984, there were 10 employees and 9 residents. Well, in two years, there were 63 residents and 78 rooms available. So Martin Boyle was, you know, it was a pioneer in the assisted living field. And uh, also, it filled up pretty quick. Um, you've been out there, so... Uh, for those of you who've been out there, Mark Boyd had the two wings of independent and assisted living. Then in 94, they added the administration building and the, um, the, uh, the room that we do the worship service in. We call it our multi-purpose room. As we do our worship service, our Bible studies in there, and we also do activities in there, birthday parties and such like that. We also, if we have big visitors like Mother's Day, we had an overflow of meals in there because we had uh, approximately 71 guests, so that was great. Um, then in 96, we added a memory care wing. It's in the back. It's a secure wing, and it has 19 additional rooms. And that was for people from uh, suffering from dementia and Alzheimer's that might be elopement risk. They might wander off. You know, we still deal with that today. A lot of people that start having that, a lot of times what, what keys people into, you know, it might be a little worse as, as family comes home and mom or dad or aunt or uncle, they've wandered off or the police have called and said, hey, we found your mom down the street here. She's a little disoriented, and then they find out, well, things are a little worse. So we deal with that still today. Um, and then another big thing, uh, I don't know how many of you all know Sandra Johnson. That was my predecessor, and I have very big shoes to fill. Sandra was there for almost 32 years, just shy of 32 years. Um, and she put a lot of effort into Martin Boyd and my executive assistant, Doris Williams. She was the assistant director prior to me coming there, and uh, she has been there a little over 31 years. So uh, those two ladies, you can imagine, were the first group there, and they answered the phones and cleaned up rooms and 
swept the halls and served trays, so they did a lot of stuff. Um, we're blessed to have a few more employees now. Um, uh, currently, we have about 70 employees, counting full-time and part-time, so we've changed quite a bit. Uh, just a little bit about Martin Boyd. We have uh, 78 single occupancy rooms. That means they're, they're, we are licensed for 124 beds. If a married couple comes out there and wants to share a single room, they can. So we can actually have two beds in that room or two people in that room. So we're licensed up to 124 individuals. But really, if you've ever been out to visit in a room, they're rather small. They're about 225 square foot of living space. So it's really a, a compact when you have a couple in there. We do. We do have couples that will do that. But most of our couples like to get two rooms and do an adjoining room. Um, that includes uh, three meals a day, all their housekeeping, medication management. So what we do is they provide the medication, our nursing. We have a pharmacist that comes out. They package that up. We go out and give that medicine out so they don't get confused about when they got it, maybe when they didn't. Uh, we do bathing assist assistance, incontinence assistance. One thing we just started doing <clears throat> with Guardian Home Health, we teamed up with them. And we do monthly wellness screenings. And when we say that, they come out and they uh, do blood pressures, weights, uh, glucose, glucose levels, and they do a balancing test. So they have occupational therapy and physical therapy there. And we try to be proactive. If we see somebody hits a certain number on the scale, we send out to their doctor and ask them to get them into PT ahead of time before they have that fall where they might injure themselves and have to really have a hard time after an operation trying to recover. So we try to be proactive instead of reactive. We have daily social activities that could include bingo or butterbean auction or arts and crafts. And then uh, daily exercise, and you won't believe it, but we have about 25, 27 people that come to daily exercise every morning. It's great. Now, they're limited in what they can do, but they have little dumbbells. They'll, kick, they'll do kickball back and forth. There's a lot of things they do. It's very interesting to see what they do in the mornings. Um, and then the most important thing is, the weekly Bible study, and the worship service. To me, that is the most important activity that we do. Uh, and I'm going to go over that here in a few minutes. Um, Martin Boyd, I, we, like I said, we had the 19 uh, single occupancy rooms in the memory wing. Those ha uh, same exact amenities, but we also have a double ratio of staff to resident ratio. So if you're in the memory care unit, you're going to have twice as many staff taking care of you than you do in the other areas because there's obviously a greater need for that care. Uh, then uh, our, our supervisor assigned to that area, she is a licensed LPN, so we use an LPN to manage that area. We're, we're on the process of going to LPN supervision for the whole building around the clock. We're about uh, three-quarters of the way there. We've got to get one more in, and we're waiting to restructure when some folks retire, and we're going to do that. So we'll have LPNs around the clock, but uh, there will always be an LPN specifically assigned to that area, and that's where they stay even at night when that supervisor goes home. Uh, you guys, I don't know if you've been out to Mark Boyd lately. Uh, I hope you have with the worship service and the Bible study. I know some of you have, but uh, we've done a big remodeling of, of Martin Boyd. Uh, um, obviously, the admin area, and that admin area was done with 100% donations, so it was a zero net cost to the, to the families there. And, and the reason that happened sooner than later is we had a local congregation here recommend that and offer us a, a bunch of money and that wasn't on one of my top priorities to do is one of my want to do's but when someone offers you a bunch of money you kind of got to run with it when you're a nonprofit. and uh, we raised thirty five thousand dollars and we had a lot of support from local congregations in doing that a lot of support from individuals uh, 
But what we're currently doing, as someone moves out, you can see this is one of our older rooms, <clears throat> carpet, some of the things have changed. This is one of our newer rooms. Trying to remodel it and make it more like a home instead of an institutionalized setting, instead of a hospital setting. There's nothing wrong with that because that's the way the standard was when Mark Boyd was first constructed. But I think about when you're at Martin Boyd, it needs to be your home. You know, it needs to be comfortable like your home. It needs to be pleasant, soothing to your eyes. So we're doing a lot of that. This was a bathroom pre. Uh, we had tub showers, and out of the 78 rooms that were assisted, only 10 of them had tub showers when I got to Martin Boyd. I've been there two and a half years, and we have now made all of them, with the except we have about 20 more to do, but they're all walk-in showers. We've got 20 more to do. So as people move out, we gut that bathroom. We put tile on the floor. Like I said, we make it a lot nicer. And to be honest with you, I'm able to do that at a fraction of the cost because I've uh, revamped the maintenance crew and I have a background in construction. And we do that very, um, very reasonable. And uh, a lot of times we do that for what people would just do a fiberglass uh, shower for. And uh, we also upgrade the fixtures and things like that and make it a little easier for us to repair them in the future if there's a problem and access them instead of cutting out sheetrock and such. Um, Martin Boyd Christian Home 2018, one thing we're very proud of, we got a Best Of Award. Uh, that's the Best Of Assisted Livings. We got that from SeniorAdvisor.com, and I'll go over that in just a few minutes. But it's something we're very uh, happy about. I was talking about our employees now. Um, out of those 70, I guess I was a little off. Well, that's 60, 67. I said 70. It fluctuates. But we have 53 full-time, 14 part-time. Uh, we averaged 92 residents for the 2017 calendar year, so we have 97 rooms, and we averaged 92 residents for the year. Uh, we could do more than that, but our turnover is very high. Um, like I said, this award is something we're very proud of. The reason I'm proud of that is because this was off of ratings that we receive online. So this organization goes out and looks at your ratings, and they validate those ratings. So I can't just get on there and have a bunch of my staff give us all five stars because they won't take that rating. They actually research 45,000 assisted livings in the United States and Canada, and they went over about 150,000 online ratings, and we came in in the top 1% nationwide. There are only two other facilities in Chattanooga area that got that award. So out of all the facilities in the Chattanooga area and out of all the facilities in the nation, we're in the top 1%. We're very happy about that. Another thing about that, if you go out here, you go to a rehab facility, you go to a hospital, you go to your doctor, you start talking about having a friend that needs assisted living, a relative, you ask them, what do you recommend? I promise you, if Martin Boyd's not on the tip of their tongue, if you say, okay, well, what do you think about Martin Boyd? I promise you, you're not going to have anybody in the medical field in this community have anything but good things to say about Martin Boyd. And that's some of that foundation that Sandra and those folks laid, and we hope we're raising the bar even more coming through and, and keeping that keeping that re reputation up there. We're very proud of that. Um, talk about some opportunities to serve at Martin Boyd. Uh, you guys come out and do the, um, do the worship service for the end of May. Um, we started that last year. Brother Rick called me up and said, hey, we'd like to get involved out there at Martin Boyd. What can we do? And uh, <clears throat> we had it on a radar for a while, <clears throat> but with all the remodeling stuff, I was a little behind where I wanted to be. But, so he kind of kicked me in gear to get this going. We had 12 congregations that come out and did the monthly worship service and the monthly Bible study. And I thought, man, how great would it be if we could uh, do those things with, uh, do it bi-weekly or get 26 every two weeks, go in that few minutes. 
but we have uh, folks that do the monthly birthday party as well. Uh, once a month, we get all the residents to have a birthday party for that month, and we have a birthday party. Probably right now, Udawah is still doing that, so it's because it's a one thing, it's hard to split it up. I've got to try to figure that one out. I'm not brainstormed that far, but uh, we generally have, uh, our uh, North Hamilton does it in July, so we'll do the birthday party for the, the folks there in North Hamilton. And um, talking about serving and opportunities at Martin Boyd, he was talking about visiting. Guys, you will not believe how many of our residents have no one that comes and sees them. Other than our staff interacting with them or other medical staff coming out, they will have no one. They are dropped off there and they are left there. Now, we get to see that side of the coin, we have the flip side of the coin. Now, I will have to say the flip side of the coin is the majority of what we see. We have a lot of good families that come out and spend a lot of time with their family that's at Martin Boyd. But we are a family at Martin Boyd, so we try to adopt those folks. We are trying to uh, start a program where you can adopt a resident at Martin Boyd. And what we do is we have meetings every other week, and we throw out who's getting visitors and who's not getting visitors. And we try to make a list available to our activities director, uh, who, who's Jenny Atkinson, and then our uh, office manager, who's Tina Walters. She sits up front. So if you're ever interested in that, we're, we're currently going under a website revamp. You'll be able to send in... Uh, you'll be able to send in a request for that and get it digitally also, but we're, we're in the works of starting that up and making that happen. We're in the pre-planning pre stages. just had a meeting last week. So that's going to come a little, a little further down the road. You're also going to be able to send a greeting card via the website. You'll send it in. Our staff will print it off, and they'll deliver a greeting card. How neat is that? No postage, nothing. They'll do it. So we're working on those things right now. And that's in the pre-planning stages. Hopefully get that off the ground pretty soon. Uh, going back to um, Mark Boy within the community, we're directed to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. So that's what we feel like part of Mark Boyd's uh, mission is. You know, those worship services there are not just members of the church that come to those worship services, no Bible studies. Uh, I've talked about those 12 congregations. I uh, want to tell you that worship service is going to be sometimes the only option that a member of the Lord's church has to sing songs of praise, have prayer, take the Lord's Supper, and hear a portion of God's Word and fellowship with those light and kind faith, right? So it's very important. That is something that is huge that you guys will start doing with us, and we're so happy because the more we can get involved, the more opportunities we can get people to have visitors and such like that. Um, those folks have to do that because a lot of times they can't go out into the community. We had a lady, a member, of our, uh, a member of our congregation, go visit another congregation who lives out there. She fell and broke her wrist while she was out visiting. Now, you wouldn't, we wouldn't have been able to stop her. She is bound and determined to go, which is fine. But also we have staff there that can help them to and from that multipurpose room. And I'm not saying they can't fall and that not happen there, but that's the reason that those worship services are so important. It's also important for a couple other reasons. We've had people restored and we've had people leave Martin Boyd and go to Tyner and be baptized. I tell a story about my aunt. Uh, Bill Greer at Saudi Congregation baptized my aunt. She was 114 years old. She'd been baptized when she was 12, I'm 104 years old. I'm sorry, I added 10 years. Won't make the story bigger. Yeah, the fish was this big when I got it in the boat. And it was that big before we could get the picture. Jumped out of my hand. No, she was 104 years old. I apologize. Um, my aunt was 104 years old. She got baptized when she was 12 wasn't sure that she knew exactly what she was doing. Did a lot of studying. My aunt attends at Saudi, has for years. 
and um, took care of her and uh, Bill said he thinks that's the oldest person he's ever baptized and I think it was 97 prior to that that he baptized a person who was 97. I say that to say this, there's always a chance. It, you know, it only becomes too late for somebody once they took that last breath, right, or, they, or, they, or they've lost their cognitive abilities to understand what they need to do. So that's why I think that's very important as well. Moving right along. I want to go over some statistics with you guys. <clears throat> Senior population, our average age of residents, 87 years of age. Their average stay is 25 months. <clears throat> we have a lot of turnover. We have already, we have already exceeded 60% of the entry fees that we thought we would take in this year. We're probably at about 68% now. We've had that many people pass. A uh, couple of members that were here that were out there passed recently within the last 12 months, sooner than that really. Um, so we've had a lot of turnover. We, you know, when people were 87, you know, that's part of it. Um, the national trend uh, <clears throat> has changed over 10 years. Our level of care has increased. When you guys visit Martin Boyd, used to, if people were incontinent, they qualified to go to a nursing home, and they went to a nursing home. Used to, if people had to be in a wheelchair, they went to a nursing home. <clears throat> That's not the case anymore. The state rules and regs have changed five times since I've been employed at Martin Boyd. I'll be there three years in October. They've changed five times. They're going to change even more because we don't have enough beds for the people that have the need. Uh, within the United States, approximately 8.8% of individuals 65 and older live at or below the poverty level. If you don't know what that is, look it up. It's not a lot of money. A lot of people that we have at Martin Boyd need assistance financially as well. Now I want to tell you guys something. That's going to double by 2060. So that 8.8% obviously is going to go up. It might not double in the percentage of need, depending on where they stand as, as wealth that they've gained, but that 8.8% will go up. Uh, it's very important to know that because uh, <clears throat> Martin Boyd um, has done a lot of work here in the community and given a lot, a lot of, a lot of uh, need to those folks that they're financially able to attend uh, the center. So statistics, statistics are telling us that there's a growing need for senior care and it's going to continue to grow. And it's apparent that we're going to have people at or below that poverty level increase. And uh, considering most of those Seniors have limited funds. We try to be a good steward of what we're doing at Martin Boyd. We do fundraiser after fundraiser, and we try to watch every penny. And we try to, I mean, we, it's, it's really a struggle sometimes to get what we need, especially with a building that's 34 years old, and, and keep that place going and meet the state requirements. And uh, we couldn't do it without our fundraising efforts. And uh, we do the Mother's Day campaign. I'm going to go over some of that here in a few minutes. Um, but I want to tell you, because we do that, not only is it a great option for members of the church, it's a great option for everybody in this community. We are about 30 to 35% cheaper than anybody else for the same level of care in this community. So if somebody goes out and is looking for assisted care, they, uh, they can't get it any, any cheaper than Martin Boyd. And just because it's cheap doesn't mean it's not great care. It's the highest standard of care in this area, and we do it for the best cost-effective price. And we couldn't do this without our donors. <clears throat> Jesus said to him if you will be perfect go and sell that you have and give to the poor and you shall treasure in heaven Matthew 19.21 since opening in 1984 Martin Boyd Christian Home has given over $1,875,000 in need 
<clears throat> we're going to exceed that. We might hit the $2 million mark this year. I don't know. It's going to be real close. <clears throat> That's an average of $55,000 approximately per year that we give out in need, need-based finances. Problem with that, over the last five years, the need's increased. We've averaged about 125000 over the last five years. Um, this year, we're slated to spend approximately $136,000 in need. So that's fundraised money that we need to raise to provide the care that, that the folks need that, that are unable to get it themselves. Uh, we currently are raising about $95,000 per year, and uh, we currently have a $40,600 a year shortfall. That's what it's averaging. Now, I didn't come here to try to pick you guys' pocket. Uh, I, wanna, I want you to know that. The most important thing you ever do is give to this congregation. It's the most important thing you're going to do with your money is to give this congregation. Um, I do ask, though, that if you ever give outside of the congregation, that if you want to consider us, we sure could use the help. And I'll show you how we get that money. Uh, you can see why I said supporting your congregation. We have congregations that give us almost $50,000 a year for that support that I'm talking about. Donations from individuals, that's a pretty good number too. Almost $30,000 a year. That's important. Um, <clears throat> Mother's Day campaign, it used to be much bigger than that. It was about $10,000 more than that on average. But a few of the congregations in the area decided that they would increase their monthly support to Martin Boyd and quit doing the special contribution for Mother's Day. <clears throat> their elders decided to do that, and they give us about what they averaged. They looked at the last few years, and they, they upped their monthly support by that amount. <clears throat> and then we do have an investment account. A lot of people say, you have an endowment fund. We heard what well, endowment fund, the, the true definition of endowment fund is have enough money in the principal where the interest supplies all your needs, right? You never touch the principal and the interest pays your needs. Well, we, we, we're touching our principal by about fifteen dollars to $18,000 a year. So eventually we're going to spend that out if we don't raise a little bit more money. Um, origin of that investment account is gifts from charitable trusts. We've received some gifts of enormous size um, over the last several years that's helped keep that fund, that investment account, going. Uh, gifts from estates. People pass away, they'll, give their, they'll, get, they'll name us in their estate. <clears throat> also, people will pass away and they'll, they'll, instead of live flowers, we get those kind of donations. So that's big for us as well. Um, congregational support, just talked about it. And, of course, support from individuals. Um, I kind of broke this down into a pie chart where you kind of see the reason I talked about the congregation giving. It's huge. You look how much congregations share with us. So it all starts here. And that's, that's scriptural. You've got to take care of here first. If you don't take care of first, you can't take care of nobody else, right? You used to be in law enforcement. My chief said if you wreck that car going on a call, how are you going to help somebody? You've got to take care of you first to be able to help somebody else, right? So you have to take care of here first. And then Mother's Day donations is 12%. Broke it down into percentages, but you can kind of see it. Um, we're starting a new campaign. It's called Power in Numbers. Uh, and basically what I, what I did is a little research. And, you know, I, I was watching TV one night, and it said for less than a cu cup of coffee a day. That's real cliche, right? But I spend more on my cup of coffee in the morning in my Keurig than I do. 60 cents, 66 
cents a day. My wife says, don't say it's hard to say. See, she proved me right. She proved herself right. 170 people, if they give us 66 cents a day, that's about $20 a month, we'll cover that $40,000. We're already, I've been to two congregations and just word of mouth through the facility, and we've done a little with social media. We've already raised $11,000 for this year that people have said we're going we're to take care of that. So we've already raised a quarter of that shortfall. <clears throat> I'd, like to, I'd like to not touch our investment account. That's what my goal is. But a lot of people don't realize it. it's not a lot of money. <clears throat> and like I said, I want you guys to know something. This campaign, we're going to do levels and recognition. A lot of people don't want recognition. We do that in case somebody knows you. Somebody could come to Martin Boyd and see that you're giving, and they might work with you or something out in the community. Or they might know you from a social thing that you do. You know, you might play rummy on the weekends together. They might say, hey, they give to you guys? Well, we might do that. Uh, because trust is another thing. People want to trust when they're given that the money's being used the right way, right? So uh, this campaign, bronze level, be $20 per month. Get your name on our digital bulletin board. Let you put that honor and memory of someone each month. <clears throat> Silver is a $50 a month commitment. That gets you on our digital newsletter. And that's also a... Um, that's a monthly digital newsletter is what that's supposed to say. And then you'll also be included in a quarterly newsletter, and so will the bronze. And then gold will have their names in all those and a paver stone in a courtyard in honor and memory of someone. So we have right now six gold donors. So we had six people tell us that they're going to give us $1,200 a year. So we've had them make a commitment. Now, I, I want to close in telling you guys, I, didn't come, I want to come up here and tell you about Martin Boyd, and I want to thank you for what you're doing for Martin Boyd. The biggest thing you'll ever do for Martin Boyd is show up. That's the biggest thing. Coming out there, visiting with those folks, providing that worship service, providing that Bible study, that is, you do not know how much that helps them and how much that lightens their day. Just to have a, a new face come by and check on them and spend 10 or 15 minutes you know, you guys want to come out lunch, we'll feed you. Come out and eat with them. If you know somebody out there, if you want to get to know somebody, we'll give you some names. That's the most important thing we can do. Hebrews thirteen sixteen. do not neglect to do good and to share what you have for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. You know, we sacrifice by giving our time. We sacrifice by sharing that word. We can probably let you visit with someone that's never had the word shared with them. You might be instrumental in making somebody, helping somebody become a Christian, helping them make that decision that's the best decision they ever make. That's the most important thing. So I didn't want you to think I was out here asking you guys to reach deeper into your pocket than what you're already doing. But if I don't tell you where we're at, where we've been, and where we're going and what our needs are, you'll never know. And if you do know and you happen to want to do something, then you can financially. But always remember, the most important thing you guys can do is what you're already doing, and we appreciate that. Our residents appreciate that. Our employees, our staff, they appreciate that. Our board members appreciate that. Um, I want to thank you guys for being here this evening and giving me this opportunity this time. I want to thank Brother Rick for reaching out to me. I mean, his, uh, he, he got this ball rolling with you guys coming out and sharing a worship service, and we had already talked about doing those 26 congreg uh, doing 26 we have 13 two-week periods in a year so we already talked about increasing that congregation involvement from 12 to 26 and him 
reaching out to me, him reaching out to me, because uh, I was a little overwhelmed with what we was doing on remodeling, kind of got that ball rolling. Now, I've already been talking to some other congregations about splitting months and talking to some new congregations about coming in. So, you know, baby steps, and we can get there together. But I do appreciate your time. If you have any questions, I know I went through this real quick. Uh, Marilyn and Kelsey's going to be out there in the foyer. I'll be here. We'll be glad to answer any questions you have. If you have any needs at all or know anybody with any needs for assisted living care, we're a phone call away, an email away, a text away. You can call me at home. I do not care. Our job is to help these folks, and that's what we're going to do. But we appreciate you guys. Thank you so much.